Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Tuesday, August 25th, 2009. Today we have a highly anticipated show because it's about PETA's controversial ad campaign that has caused quite a stir. PETA recently launched a new campaign in Jacksonville, Florida, aimed at overweight people. A huge billboard in the city read, Save the whales, lose the blubber, go vegetarian. Next to the words, a rear view of a plus-size woman in a bikini that not only outraged overweight people, but feminists as well. To add insult to injury, PETA's press release stated the new billboard campaign reminds people who are struggling to lose weight and who want to have enough energy to chase a beach ball that going vegetarian can be an effective way to shed those extra pounds that keep them from looking good in a bikini. Anyone wishing to achieve a hot beach bod is reminded that studies show that vegetarians are on average about 10 to 20 pounds lighter than meat eaters. Trying to hide your thunder thighs and balloon belly is no day at the beach, says PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman. Many of us wrote in and spoke out about this extremely offensive billboard, as well as organizations such as the Center for Consumer Freedom that started a petition and ran two national commercials against PETA. As a result, this week, PETA has announced what it calls a billboard swap and has pulled the controversial Save the Whales billboard and replaced it with a new ad that says, gone, just like all the pounds lost by people who go vegetarian. Despite the billboard swap, PETA insists that even with all of the feedback that poured in, the majority of the comments were positive. Many in the plus-size community are calling this a victory, but is it really? Joining me today on the show is Ashley Byrne. Ashley is a campaigner in PETA's International Grassroots Campaigns Department. Byrne, who has been described as a rock star with the cause because she's constantly on the road working for animals and attracting media attention, coordinates many of PETA's most eye-catching demonstrations. Byrne will do whatever it takes to get the word out about cruelty to animals. She's gone topless, her body painted as an American flag outside the British Embassy in D.C. to urge the U.K. Ministry of Defense to stop killing bears for the Buckingham Palace Guards hats. She also stripped down in front of the Spanish Embassy in D.C. to protest Pamponas running of the bulls. And to expose KFC's cruelty to chickens, 
Byrne has worn a bikini in front of KFC restaurant during a snowstorm in Bangor, Maine, and in torrential rain in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and in sub-freezing temperatures in other cities around the nation. Byrne's efforts have been covered by the Wall Street Journal, Time Swampland Blog, OK Magazine, E! News, The New York Post, Inside Edition, and many other media outlets. Let's give a warm welcome to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Are you there? Hi, Shanice. I am. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to talk to you. So first, tell us, what do you do as a senior campaigner for PETA? What does that mean? Well, um, I I do a lot of the um, type of things that you were just describing, um, just travel around the country coordinating demonstrations and um, different media events to help educate people about PETA's different campaigns. Um, and, uh, you know, that can range from anything to um, some of the things that you were describing where, you know, maybe um, some of us are stripping down and, and going naked to bring attention to why we won't wear fur mm-hmm. to, um, you know, holding graphic signs with um, pictures of animals in laboratories in um, you know, in in front of a business that is conducting animal testing. Are you Um, employed by Peter and work for them full-time? I am, and so this is something that I do full-time. I spend about um, two weeks out of every month on the road um, doing these different uh, media campaigns, and then the rest of the month I'm, um, you know, planning my next trip and um, and also um, just acting as a spokesperson for some of our other, um, you know, campaigns and letters and things like that. So, well, tell me the process of uh, creating the concepts for your ad campaigns. Do you work with the advertising agency or is it all done in-house? And how involved are you in the process? Well, um, you know, some of our ad campaigns are done with the help of, um, you know, of a advertising agency, and mm-hmm. that all that usually is something that um, you know is either donated or done at a very um, low cost for us, since we are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times we develop things completely in house, and actually we have. Um, I mean, we have an amazing production department that produces visuals for us. We um, we have a marketing department, um, and I'd say that the majority of our campaigns and you know our ad ideas are generated by um, you know just brainstorming meetings and by um, you know just by different people at PETA getting together and bouncing ideas around. Okay, um, and. I'm involved in in some of these, and and then you know, um, I mean, we we do such a large amount um, mm-hmm. that you know, I'm sometimes I I do get to be involved in this, and and then other times um, I don't know about something until it's you know already flying and and being pitched to the media. Okay, well, PETA stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, correct? That is correct. So where do human beings fall under the spectrum? Because we are mammals. So how does Absolutely. that how is that included in PETA's mission? Well, the way we see it, um, we are all animals, and mm-hmm. so we consider our mission one that you know 
helps, um, you know, what we think of as animals, farmed animals and animals in laboratories and animals used for entertainment. And But we also think that, um, you know, our campaigns are working towards goals that help people as well. Um, you know, for instance, our, our vegetarian campaigns, um, you know, of course we want to help animals that are suffering on factory farms and in slaughterhouses, but, you know, we also see that as something that helps people both because of the health benefits and also because um, the meat industry is very damaging to the environment. And so, and with any of our campaigns, I mean, um, you see it with our animals and entertainment campaigns that, you know, we, we don't believe animals should be exploited for entertainment, but a lot of times you also see human beings getting um, hurt and injured from animals that are abused when they're being trained and, and mm -hmm. that, um, you know, breaking loose and hurting or killing people. So we really see our issues, um, although you know, they're kind of immediately associated with helping animals. We see them as helping everybody, and, and we do include human beings in that in that classification as animals. Okay, so does PETA value, um, like, the farm animals over human beings, or do you feel that we are equal to the different types of animals? Where on the spectrum are human beings, at the top or equal? Well, you know, the way we see it, um, it's not it's not so much a matter. I mean, we certainly don't value animals over human beings, and okay. I, I wouldn't say either that that what we're trying to do is make a point of valuing one over the other. We certainly acknowledge that human beings are different in many ways from um, you know from animals, but what where we're trying to make the connection is. Animals suffer just like us. You know, they um, they might be different than us in many ways, but we just try to educate people more about the ways that we are all alike. And so the fact is, you know, a cow, a chicken, a pig is different than us in so many ways, but where we're alike is that we all can suffer, we all can feel pain, and we all can feel fear. So we're just, um, we just try to tell people that, we think that animals deserve equal consideration of their ability to suffer. We think they deserve protection from suffering and um, from abuse and from things that cause them to feel fear and pain. Okay, now this question might be weird, but just go with me. I'm trying to trying to learn the mindset. <laughs> but if a person, for instance, maybe your mother, was being attacked by a wild animal, would you kill the animal to save a human life? Well, you know, the, with questions like that, I mean, I think that sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that the issues we're talking about boil down to these extreme situations where it's right. them or us. Well, and you really, do a lot of extreme things to get the point across. We do. You're right. <laughs> and so, you know, and so sometimes I think that people do think that, you know, it, it, that what we're talking about is something that extreme. It's not. You know, what we're concerned with isn't a situation where, you know, it's us or them, where it's, you know, it's, you know, no choice. You're either saving your mom or, or saving a bear or something like that. Right. But, what I mean, we're if trying you can't to do it, though, would you pick your mother is what I'm saying. Well, well you know, I, I think in a situation <laughs> like that, you know, I, I think any of us have instincts where we, you know, the people we love are okay. are always going to, you know. Of, of course, we're we're okay, going to want to protect the ones you know, we love. The rationality, yeah. But <laughs> oh, but but you know, I I think that 
that your question brings up something that is, is very important in all of this, and it's that the issues we're focusing on and the, the issues that we really want to bring people's attention to aren't these kind of very extreme, um, you know, one in a million or, or even one in, you know, a, a thousand kind of issues. We want to bring people's attention to the things in their everyday lives that are so easy to change but that have such a big effect on animals, on the environment, you know, on their own health. Things like, you know, choosing a veggie burger instead of, a, a, you know, a chicken sandwich. Or something like buying one kind of mascara instead of another because one has, um, you know, been rubbed into an open wound on a rabbit, whereas another hasn't, and they're both just as safe and both, you know, just as, you know, they give you the same effect. So what we're really trying to focus on isn't kind of these out there situations where, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're making a decision to put a person or an animal first. It's just these situations where we're making a decision that really isn't going to have much of a difference for us, but it's all the difference in the world for them. Okay, well now since I kind of understand where you're coming from, why was the Save the Whales billboard removed and replaced um, with the new one if the campaign was so successful? Well, you know, we felt that we had gotten our message out there. Um, we had been contacted by a lot of people about the billboard, you know, and we had had a lot of people um, sign up to take our, our weight loss challenge and order our vegetarian starter kits, and and the billboard had gotten a lot of publicity. So we, we didn't feel like anyone had really missed it. We felt like it had gotten its message out there. And so well, it's so successful when you want it to stay longer, as long as possible? Well, we think that this new billboard um, can go up as a tribute, first of all, to the people who did contact us in support of it and who were, um, you know, supportive and interested in, in trying what we mentioned. But then also, um, you know, now hopefully some of the people who didn't like that billboard can see this new one that doesn't have the same imagery on it. But, um, you know, and maybe they can um, get the message now, now that this, you know, the imagery has changed. Okay. Now, on the, the billboard with the plus-size woman, um, it was a message to try and get people to go um, to be a vegetarian. So this is another question me trying to understand where everything is coming from. Are you trying to get people to be vegetarians or vegans? Because it's kind of confusing to me because some vegetarians still can eat meat and dairy products, right? Well, you're right. And, and we encourage people to adopt a vegan diet. Um, now, that said, if you know, even if somebody just cuts out, you know, meat, that's a step in the right direction. If somebody just cuts out meat and then cuts out a lot of cheese and, and eggs, you know, that's a step in the right direction. But but we we certainly think that the best and healthiest choice that anybody can make is a vegan diet. But but I know that those words very often are used kind of you know interchangeably, a lot of people will say vegetarian and they'll mean vegan. And I think that the word vegetarian um, is one that a lot of people are more familiar with. Okay, and so to try and change people to vegetarian is um, one of your 
one of your campaigns, but isn't the main focus of the campaign above anything is to protect animals. So how did this campaign promote the protection of animals? Well, you know, again, we see this as something that is so important for animals, but but that also would help, you know, would help people. Um, Anytime someone goes vegetarian, um, and, and then especially anytime someone goes vegan, they are taking their support away from an industry that does things that most Americans don't support. Um, you know, by going vegetarian even, just not vegan, you save 100 animal lives a year, and you're not supporting, um, you know, the standard practices of, of chickens having their beaks cut off, of um, at slaughter, being hung upside down, their throats slashed while they're still alive, often being scalded in, in boiling hot water while they're still alive, um, you know, of, of pigs having their teeth and their tails and testicles cut off without painkillers when they're babies, just a, a lot of things that, that most people don't support. If you cut out meat, you're, you're cutting out your support for that. And so that's certainly, you know, the, you know, one of the best reasons that we think everybody should definitely look into adopting a vegetarian and a vegan diet. But, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I think that most of our campaigns also have things in them that benefit people. And in this case, a vegetarian diet has been shown again and again in study after study to reduce people's risk of having a heart attack, of um, having a stroke. But, of, but is the billboard somewhat misleading, um, implying that if you become a vegetarian, you become skinny, which we know is not true? Well, actually, a vegetarian is usually um, 10 to 20% lighter than a meat But that doesn't mean you're skinny. I can lose 10 to 20 pounds, and I'm still going to be big. Well, you know, I don't know if if we were trying to say that everyone's going to become skinny because I don't think the ideal is for everyone to be, you know, skinny scrawny. I think the ideal is for people to, you know, be at a healthy weight where they're not um where they're not overweight in a way that's causing them to have health problems. Because, you know, a lot of studies have also shown that as as your body mass index goes up over a certain percentage, you increase your risk of heart attack, of stroke, but of is diabetes. Is it true that you can be a vegetarian and still extremely unhealthy, and you can even be obese as a vegetarian if you don't eat healthy? Because there's a lot of foods that are vegan and organic, but they're still, if you eat too much of it, it's bad for you. Well, you might find the odd vegetarian who's overweight, and usually that is due to the fact that they're still eating dairy. Um, but vegetarians on average do, you know, weigh even just 10 to 20 pounds less than their meat-eating counterparts. And the fact remains that if you eliminate all the animal products from your diet and you replace them with nutritious plant foods, you'll be healthier. And I think that's an important fact, too. I mean, we advocate a, a healthy, low-fat vegetarian diet um, in the okay, vegetarian so you're saying starter the billboard is saying if you're vegetarian and eat healthy, but it did not go as far as saying that, but you're saying that what it, what it really means. Well, I mean, if you go vegetarian, you're actually cutting a lot of the most unhealthy foods out of your diet. But you eat so, pasta and cake and cookies every day. Oh, I mean, I, I eat all those things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I don't think that, um, 
that a healthy diet has to be without those things. But mm-hmm. the fact is you can you can have a you know a healthy low fat cake, but there's you know, but animal based foods are always going to be, you know, high in saturated fat and high in, in all of you know, all of these things that aren't good for us. And so and so are you saying that even if somebody is thin just because they eat meat it means they're unhealthy? Well, by even if someone is thin by eating meat, they are upping their chances of contracting a whole range of diseases, of um of getting cancer, of dying of a stroke, of dying of a heart attack. And um and so this is a diet that we advocate for everybody. And and also, and we give guidelines to how we recommend adopting the diet um, on our website and in the vegetarian starter kits that we, we send them out for free and we go out, we give them away for free. Um, there's a lot of information in there. We don't just say go vegetarian and leave it at that. Um, anyone can contact us, can go to our website and get more information about the healthiest way to adopt a low-fat vegetarian diet. Okay, well, let let me ask you this. If PETA loves animals so much, then why would it use a whale as a negative symbol to degrade women? If you celebrate and hold animals in such high regard, why did you use it in a negative uh, in a negative, uh, I can't think of the word, but you know what I mean, in a negative no, I, way. I know what you mean. You in know, a negative I, relation. Our intent wasn't to be insulting. Mm-hmm. It was to be provocative and to, you know, get attention, and there was that play on words in there. But our intent was absolutely not to offend anybody. Um, the thing is, sometimes to get people to pay attention to uncomfortable topics, you have to be kind of provocative. And that's something that degrading? we in a lot of different ways. Well, you know, we I don't think we were being degrading. I think that, first of all, this is a campaign that is very empowering because it helps consumers take control of their own health and it informs them. Um, you know, the meat industry spends millions of dollars misleading people about the side effects of of a meat-based diet. And so, you know, what what we're doing is empowering consumers. And if we have to be a little provocative to, you know, get that conversation started in the first place, you know, we're willing to do that. But but we absolutely weren't intending to be insulting. Well, well, let me ask you this. Why does PETA think it's okay to objectify women to sell of movement. Beyond plus-size women, thin models and actresses are photographed nude. I'd rather go naked than wear fur. Why um, Why is women not in held as high regards as the animals, it seems, in the organization? Well, I, I think that's a misconception. I mean, first of all, um, women and men pose naked for our campaigns, pose naked for our demonstrations, we, I think that the women end up getting more media attention. I think that the women are covered more by the media. But we, we have tons of male celebrities, tons of just male members and activists who go naked, you know, just as often and, and they get just as naked as the women do. So 
it's really that's an equal opportunity thing at PETA. Um, and if the media chooses to cover the women more, that's not really something that we can control. But also, you know, as someone who has gone naked for PETA several times, I have to say that, you know, I find it empowering because it's it's me making this decision to stick up for the cause that I want to stick up for in the way that I choose. And and the way I see it, I have a choice, but these animals never have a choice. And especially female animals, they really, really get the worst end of the stick in the, you know, in in the factory farming and egg and dairy industries. I mean, you know, when I think of, of how mother cows have their babies torn from them um, and they, they cry for days, people I've talked to who live near dairy farms hear cows wailing because their babies are taken away and well, wait, the males are taken for veal. Or, or talk about know, some of your, your publicized protests since you brought it up. Um, Some of the things you've done, you went topless and in a bikini um, to get the message across for PETA. But as a college-educated woman, don't you think there are more sophisticated and savvy ways to get your message across than these shocking in-your-face protests and ad campaigns? Well, you know, I think that, first of all, we are competing with industries that are using um, that are using the same tactics to sell their products. So sometimes, if you want to reach the people that they're reaching, you have to use the same advertising techniques to get their attention in the first place. And I absolutely wouldn't be doing it if I didn't feel that I could have an intelligent conversation about it, and that I you know, that I could come out then when someone asks me why I'm doing it, you know, and, and, and give them an explanation. And, and you know, it's certainly not the only way that I, that I do represent this cause. Sometimes I'm, I'm doing it in a bikini or, um, you know, or, or naked behind a banner or something like that. And then other times it's, you know, wearing a suit and going and talking at a shareholders meeting or, um, you know, or at a conference or something. And, and, and again, you know, I feel that as an empowered woman, um, you know, I get to make that choice. And since the animals never get to make a choice, they never have a choice. Well, what's you empowering know, about walking in a bikini in the rain? The fact that I'm choosing to do it and that it's bringing attention to something that I feel is vitally important. I mean, if, you know, and, and the thing is, a lot of the time someone, unfortunately, we're living in a society where a lot of times, you know, people will drive right by and they, they might not pay attention if you're just trying to offer them a leaflet about something. But if something just is so unusual and catches their eye and makes them stop, then they'll actually have a conversation with you. And and the, because I... I yeah, try but to are never they really leave it internalizing what you're saying, or are they just looking at you at the bikini and honking and blowing? Like, do you think you're uh, making people protect animals from seeing you on the side of the street in a bikini? Well, I don't think the bikini is doing it. I think when they stop and they have a conversation, which they do, or, you know, even if they go through that drive-thru but they take a DVD home and they watch this footage of, for instance, you know, with the yellow bikini, they they go home and they watch this footage from our KFC campaign of these chickens being abused by workers and having their wings and their legs broken. I think that that changes their mind. And 
And believe me, I mean, I'm someone who wants to see proof. And over the past two years working at PETA, I've been able to because I have, you know, we have people emailing to say that what they saw at a demonstration after they stopped changed their mind or that they saw our demonstration and they visited our website and they watched this undercover slaughterhouse footage and that changed their mind. And so I've been able to see that it, it does have an effect. But the thing is, the challenge is getting people to stop and pay attention in the first place. And so sometimes, you know, we do have to do things that are kind of out of the ordinary. Um, but again, you know, I, I also think it's very important. And one of the reasons, you know, why I certainly don't have a problem with PETA's tactics is because, you know, the, the men do it too. The men are more than willing to do it too. And I've been at so many demonstrations where, you know, I've had my male coworkers you know, just Do they go around naked as well? Exposed. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this: since you know you do a lot of things with your body, and PETA has a lot of ads and campaign um, referring to the body and body image. If you gained fifty pounds, and do you think you would be less effective as a spokesperson for PETA? Well, you know, I think if you look at different footage of our different campaigns, you'll see that, I mean, it's not just one body type. Um, you know, we, we have different people, you know, with, with different body types who have, you know, represented our campaigns, some of them naked, some of them not. But if I you do, gained 50 pounds, would you think that you were less effective because you might not go out in a bikini or you might not do this or that? You personally. You know, I think as long as – I think if, I, if I'm if i a healthy vegetarian, then I'm a good spokesperson for our campaign. And, and So you admit that you can be a healthy vegetarian at a higher weight than what you are now. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, we're talking hypothetically. The the reality of it is that it for for someone with my diet to gain 50 pounds would be almost impossible. Well, what if you got pregnant and you can't get the weight off after you have a baby? Do you think that you could still be a good, healthy vegetarian even with the extra weight and still I be mean, a good I, person? I think it's most of the vegetarian women who I know who have had babies have lost the weight incredibly quickly. We actually just had Jenna Jameson, who's done a lot of work with us, come out and say publicly that she lost all her weight so quickly afterwards, and she said it was because she's a vegetarian. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess it just it is so unusual if you're following a low-fat and and again a vegan diet, you know, not a diet with a lot of cheese or eggs, but on a vegan diet, just suddenly gaining a lot of weight or keeping on a lot of weight, um, excess weight is, is just highly unusual. So in your mind, someone 50 pounds heavier than you or even 100 pounds heavier than you, even though they were living a healthy vegan lifestyle, they would not be a good spokesperson for PETA. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I think it all depends, again, on your body type and on on whether you're healthy. And, I mean, if again, if you're if you're eating a healthy vegan diet, and you know, if if your doctor is saying, yeah, you know, you're you're at a good weight for your body type, that's 
you know, that's fine. And, well, and I would instance, the, a woman uh, like the woman on the billboard for the Save the Wells campaign. What if someone her size that looked like her or was vegan but just have a hard time taking the weight off? Do you think that you've turned away people that could possibly support your cause through these negative ads? I mean, I certainly hope not. I think that our, first of all, our ad was meant to help people take control of their health. And I think that most people, when they do switch to a vegan diet, they find benefits that go, I mean, you know, their weight balancing out is, is one of them usually. But, but again, it goes way beyond that. I mean, you know, it's, it's benefits because you're, you know, not getting sick as often and because you're lowering your risk of contracting diabetes or, or you know, dying of heart disease. But what and, about self-esteem and the shaming effect that the ad had on overweight people? Do you think the ad could have had the opposite effect by putting somebody into depression that was already feeling bad about their weight, therefore driving them to comfort food that could impossibly include meat, and really the the campaign isn't serving the purpose it's supposed to? Well, you know, I think that the idea was that if someone was depressed, I mean, that that's exactly who we're trying to reach, the people who are unhappy with their weight. That's who you were trying to reach with that ad? People who are unhappy with their weight but don't know what to do about it and and don't know how to to take control of it. And, you know, I mean, I think uh, one good example of um, something that's had great results for people but, you know, uses kind of some tough talk is the book Skinny Bitch. You know, this is a book that so many women have bought for themselves, and they use a lot of very sort of tough talk in there about – um, you know, telling people to take control and adopt a vegan diet and, and you know, just lose what the about bad habits. That do and, that and don't become skinny? And you well, know, I've got to tell you, every, every woman that I know who bought that book and followed their advice didn't just lose weight. They saw their health improve. And, and I mean, I think that that's why it's been such a tremendous success. Okay, well. Let's let's move on from that from that for a minute. So, on PETA's website, in the media campaign section, there are um, all of the billboards displayed that um, have been shown uh, previously. Everything, and so under the vegetarian vegan section is the obesity category that displays all of the previous billboards. And actually, this is the fifth insulting billboard geared towards the overweight people. So why do you think this particular billboard got so much attention? And will PETA continue to create these type of hateful ads? Well, I think that this billboard got a lot of attention. I mean, I I don't know which other ones you're looking at and when they ran. Well, there was um, one I, that said, uh, don't buy two seats to sit on the airplane, go uh, vegetarian. And another one said, if you're if you're feeding your child meat, that's child abuse. I mean, it was all kind of ugly things. Well, you know, first of all, I think that the issue of children is very important because, you know, 
actually recent studies have shown that a large percentage of American children are already showing the hardening in their arteries that is a sign of you know developing the first stages of heart disease. So but is that laying child the groundwork if you if you feed them a balanced meal that includes meat and maybe their genes just in the family they're a larger child is that still you consider child abuse and something negative if the parents are loving and taking care of the child? Well meat and cheese are packed with calories and they have no fiber content. And you know, the so like it, it biggest... seems like it's either black or white and no in between. To me, child abuse to a child would be starving them, not feeding them a balanced diet that includes meat. Well, a balanced diet really doesn't include meat. I mean, it has no fiber content. It has you know huge amounts of cholesterol and saturated fat. So when you could be feeding them a healthy plant-based food instead, and again, you know, I mean, a billboard like that, a billboard like any of these. I think that the reason that they get a lot of attention is because they provoke discussion about an uncomfortable issue. Um, you know, it's it's something that is bound to offend some people. But and will PETA continue to promote these type of uh, hateful ads, um, you know, promoting... Well, but that's the thing. They're most certainly not hateful because they're, what they're intended to do is help people to make people feel bad no to to help people feel good to help people make choices that will make them feel physically better that will make them feel like like they are not um lacking control and do you understand what i'm saying how comparing somebody to a well saying that they're abusing their child saying that you know these different things that they add how is that making somebody feel good about themselves to want to quote unquote improve their lives well, what makes people feel good is making the changes that do help them improve their lives. And, and again, sometimes we have to be kind of provocative to get people to pay attention. In Why? Why do you but, have to be that provocative? Well, because we can't afford to be silent about this subject when, you know, childhood obesity, and I'm not just talking about, you know, a few pounds. I mean, childhood obesity and diabetes and, again, this groundwork of, of having heart disease is an epidemic in our country, and it's each parent's responsibility to ensure that their kids grow up to be healthy. But feeding kids chicken nuggets and hamburgers is setting up for a lifetime of health problems. And so, you know, we're hoping that we can help parents, and we're definitely hoping that we can help children. Um, but, but the thing is, this isn't something that people really like to talk about, and so sometimes you really have to you know, say something in a way that's a little provocative to get people talking. Would Peter ever consider using a plus-size model or a plus-size celebrity in one of their ads, especially since one of your ongoing campaigns is be comfortable in your own skin? And it looks like um, that would be perfect uh, with someone that was plus-size. I think we actually have in Who? the past. Um, let's see. I'm there have been so many, but I believe we've done so many ads. plus size people use? Well, no, just so many ads in oh. general. Um, okay. But, sorry, I'm trying to kind of rack my brain because I we work with so many different people. But, um, but I didn't see anyone plus size. I mean, maybe they all weren't a size zero, but I really didn't see what I would consider a plus size model or a plus size, like a size, at least a size 14. 
Is Kathy Majimi plus size? Well, she is. She's been up and down, so she was one I mean, of the. She's, she's she's done a, a campaign for us, and it was a. It, I think it was a somewhat undressed campaign for us too. Um, and I mean, I I think there have been others. Unfortunately, I I don't know off the top of my head. I'd be really happy though to go back and kind of look at some of the people and and maybe e- email you after we're off the show. Um, because I'm, I'm sure I know we've worked with people with different body types. I mean, we we work with all kinds of different people. Well, then how can you have a plus size celebrity in an ad to promote the organization, but then have a billboard to demean that same body type? Like it's contradicting things coming out of this organization to me. Well, because what we're actually trying to do is not demeaning a body type. It's it's getting people to ditch an unhealthy lifestyle we're encouraging people to ditch high fat meat and animal product based foods and i mean and and that's really that's that's what we're trying to do i mean not insult anybody not offend anybody but just to provoke conversation about the fact that when you cut out these foods i mean Every just all these studies show that your health improves, and of course, you know you also do benefit the environment and you benefit the animals and you know and and again, we use a lot of different types of tactics to try and get people talking about this, and you know we do a lot of different things that are provocative in in different ways and and some people respond to some of them and like some of them but don't like others, and you know it's It's just our way of trying to reach as many people as possible. Okay, well, the Save the Whales campaign has even offended some vegetarians because they feel it made them look heartless and vicious. And they say billboards like this overshadow some of the positive work that you've actually done. What is your take on this? Well, you know, I think that regardless of... I mean, you know, in the end, regardless of of what people think about PETA and regardless of what people think about that billboard, I think that you have to respect people who are vegetarian because they're making a kind choice. And, you know, they're making a choice that, um, you know, to, to say no to the abuse that is just routine in the meat industry and the dairy and egg industries. So, um so I mean, yeah, I, I I would think that most people, regardless of whether or not they like PETA's tactics or PETA's billboard, can see how someone who's adopting a vegetarian diet or who has already adopted a vegetarian diet because, you know, because they don't support animals being mutilated, they don't support animals being crowded and having their babies taken away. I mean, I I don't think well, just that because you're a vegetarian you makes them look bad. Just because you're a vegetarian doesn't mean you're an activist for animals. Well, you know, Somebody whether whether someone's feel... intentionally a veg, an activist for animals or not as a vegetarian, they're having a huge impact for animals by being a vegetarian. Well, I mean, what and if you're you right, go some a people... vegetarian and go hunting? I mean, just because no, you're that's... a vegetarian doesn't mean you're an angel. That's true. I guess I just meant that with what you were saying about how people look at vegetarians based on PETA, you know, I would hope that even even people who don't like PETA can 
understand, you know, that it can understand that, that, you know, going vegetarian is something that, you know, a lot of people do it for ethical reasons and, you know, you don't have to be a PETA supporter to be able to appreciate the fact that going vegetarian helps stop a lot of, or, or at least doesn't support atrocious cruelty to animals. That unfortunately is just, it's a fact in the meat industry and the dairy industry and the egg industry. Okay, now comment to some of these um, blogger comments I found online. Um, one blogger said, constant in your face attitude is really turning a lot of people off PETA. And another one wrote, well, you've got our attention, PETA, and we are reminded why we don't like you. Do you feel these outrageous stunts and these outrageous ads are more harmful to PETA's image rather than converting people over? Well, the fact is that we hear from so many people who feel differently. We get emails every single day from people who are thanking us for getting their attention and bringing their attention to the horrors behind the meat industry. We get emails from people every day saying that they saw one of our ads somewhere or one of our... What about the emails that say the opposite things? I know you have to get tons of those, too. Well, you know, as long as we're getting more emails, and we are, that are saying that... Well, how do we have proof of that, though, is what I'm saying. Well, I (laughs) I just have to take your word for it. Well, I mean, by, by the fact that... Obviously, our first priority is getting our message out and and having it be effective. And so we wouldn't continue putting it out there the way we do if it wasn't being effective. I mean, that that would have no benefit for us. It would have no benefit for the animals. As as, As long as we're getting more people coming to us and saying, you know, Thank you for putting these issues out there. I I want to know more. I want to be a vegetarian. As long as, as that's the majority of what we're getting, it makes sense for us to you know to continue to be provocative. Um, so, but but of course you know if if we if we it it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for us since our primary goal is for people to you know to get the message and to be receptive and to change and to go vegetarian, if we weren't getting a positive response, you know, there wouldn't be any point to us doing what we do. So looking back on everything in this uh, Save the Wells campaign, looking back at what happened and how it was the billboard swap, do you think this was a bad strategy for PETA to shame plus-size people, um, that could possibly support the campaign in the future? Because a lot of women that listen to this show, they say they are vegetarians, they're just not skinny. So at the end of the day, isn't it more beneficial to you to reach to as many people as possible and the masses and try, instead of trying to alienate one, one section of people? Well, we weren't trying to um, alienate or offend anyone. Our goal was trying to help people live healthier lives and but wouldn't save you, animals. Wouldn't you prefer the plus size community's support rather than being outraged? Well, I mean, of, of course, we you know we want we we certainly want everybody to be able to feel like they can support these causes that are so important. But the thing is, we 
you know, I mean, we think that instead of being outraged over a billboard, people should be outraged over the way billions of animals are abused every year. Um, you know, people should be outraged that before a pig gets to their plate, they're having their, you know, tails caught. I personally, I hold the way women are treated and shown in the media in a higher in importance than animals to me personally. So but the women in the media are making the choice to be there, whereas, you know, a piglet doesn't have a choice to have their teeth cut out without painkillers. A piglet doesn't have a choice when they're, you know, trucked with no food and water and to be to be slaughtered. A piglet doesn't have a choice to live in a filthy shed its entire life and the first time it's I didn't have on a choice back with the billboard which made me feel like it was something wrong with me and I'm as big as a whale. I didn't have a choice in that either. Well, I mean, but you mentioned women in the media. I mean, women putting them when women are in the media, they are choosing to put themselves I mean, we're talking about portrayal of women in the media. Well, I'm just saying, wouldn't it be better to reach out to plus-size women instead of the degrade them at the end of the day? Well, you know, we were we were trying to reach out to, to plus-size people and, you know, and especially to people who are obese, who are morbidly obese. But it's um, 60%... Of people in America are size 14 and above, so plus size, overweight is the majority. But instead of making them your enemy, wouldn't it be more uh, beneficial to make some kind of campaign that love your body, be a vegetarian instead of you're big as a well and you suck? Well, well, again, first we certainly were not saying that anybody sucked. What we were saying is that, you know that people could take control of their health and their body by going vegetarian. And, I mean, the fact is, you know, obesity or what they call morbid obesity is is considered by medical professionals to be a disease. And so we were just trying to but show that they're... and making somebody feel bad make them want to lose weight? Well, we weren't being insulting. We were just being... No, I'm telling you, it was insulting. Attention. It was insulting well, that was, to me. That was not our intention, and we were trying to help people. I mean, you know, I I think that when you see how much money, and, and I mean, I'm sure you're very aware of this, like you see people putting so much money into things like, um, you know, these different diets and people getting this in, these invasive surgeries that are, I mean, right, right. There's plastic surgery. Expensive. There's weight loss surgery. There's all kind of things. I and mean, so I what I the, try to do, I watched is, a friend go through that, and it was it was so much hell. And if I had known then what I know now, and I could have just, you know, if I could have just shared more about my diet with her, I wonder if she would have gone through that. Well, why can't Peter embrace? a campaign that love your body no matter what size you are and help to protect animals and acquire a vegan diet. Well, I Would think that so many bad? of our campaigns are, you know, do have that no, no, positive. Oh, absolutely. No. But the different, the thing is, the ones that get the most attention are the ones that are more controversial. We do all kinds of campaigns that are just, but just because you get a lot of fun. attention is negative attention. 
Uh, like, does Peter feel all press is good press? Well, we got a lot of positive feedback from this as well. We had a lot of people. We had people contacting us and emailing us, asking for our vegetarian starter kits because of this billboard, telling us that, you know, they appreciated what we were trying to do. And we actually had a lot of people who signed up to do our our 30-day weight loss challenge from this. Well, are there any more obesity campaigns in the works for PETA? You know, I don't know, actually. Um, I mean, we see vegetarian um, campaigns as both, you know, an animal issue, an environmental issue, and a health issue. So I'm sure that we'll continue to, you know, put out there that people can improve their health by going vegetarian. So I don't this, know exactly what our Wells next campaign are. probably won't be the last degrading campaign we see. Well, we don't do degrading campaigns. We do. We do bold campaigns, we do provocative campaigns, we do campaigns that get people talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I know we couldn't see eye to eye, but I'm glad we were able to talk about it in a in a nice, respectful manner. I, I really appreciate you having me on, Shanice. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about it, and, and I appreciate what you do very much. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And um, continue success with getting your word out. Hopefully you won't mess with the plus-size women again. I'm going to come after you. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell everybody Okay. they need to behave themselves. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Shanice. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories that not only inspire you but to keep you connected. If you're interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guest at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio page on Facebook. And for more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis, and thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.